Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So you got to meet a couple of Clydesdales, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. I just took the kiddos on a bike ride. I know you're big on the bike rides, Randy, and... Uh, we did part, I'll say part of uh, Grant's trail, and we pulled up on the uh, Grant's farm parking lot, and I turn, and it literally looks like opening day right in front of me. Just the <laughs> Clydesdales, you know, and, and you didn't know when they were going to take off, and uh, the way I could see when that time was coming to get my video ready, the guys in the white shirt, green pants. As soon as they hopped up with the Dalmatian up in the seat on the truck, I knew I better hit that record button. Oh, it's nice, JR. You know, considering we didn't have our Clydesdale moment for Cardinals opening days, it's lucky that you got to see them. Yeah, yeah. It felt like opening day, and and, uh, while they won't have uh, crowds down at uh, Bush Stadium, who knows, maybe they they trot them out there for TV. Um, So, JR, I have a question for you about the uh, Blues here. So we know that a couple players tested positive for COVID and and that we got the reports there, but do you have any information on – I know you can't reveal who had it or certain medical information, but do you know if these players were asymptomatic or if they're dealing with this in a more severe way? I'm just kind of wondering if we're going to get any information on the symptoms of the players and the severity of of the positive tests. It's a great question. I don't have any detailed information on that. You know, when you talk to uh, sources, they, they can't get into details about who's dealing with what. I looked at it as an optimistic uh, situation when they returned to practice on Monday. I got to think that if there were players w- uh, dealing with severe symptoms, that, that maybe they would have taken a harder look at it, Michelle, and, and backed off for longer than they did, just a couple days. Uh, so to my knowledge, nothing uh, that's severe. And uh, while they realize that there are going to be positive cases, uh, I was told that there wasn't necessarily a spike. It didn't get any bigger than it was last week. Before they get to the bubble, JR, are there protocols in place? Or is it still a situation where if a player tests negative two days in a row, that they can start participating again? Yeah, that's my uh, understanding is once they get the negative test uh, after the quarantine, they can be out. So, for example, not just the Blues, but I'm familiar with uh, some other players here in the St. Louis area that uh, tested positive, and they had to uh, go through the 14-day quarantine before they could uh, practice with their team. So uh, before they get out on the ice and they're around the rest of their teammates, they definitely need those negative tests. Yeah, I don't want to in any way indicate that the Blues weren't taking this seriously because we know that they were. Positive tests are going to happen with teams across the NHL. But have you gotten a sense from anyone in the organization that maybe the approach or the mentality surrounding, hey, we have to take this even more seriously is different when it hits that close to home and you have positive tests within your own organization? Yeah, because uh, everybody's probably you know heard some of the speculation that uh, players were out. And again, that doesn't just include Uh, Blues players, you know, you hear stories around the league about how some of the players maybe aren't taking it uh, as seriously. So, you know, I think now that you have a majority of the team in town, it feels for real. Uh, They're starting training camp on Monday. You know, I couldn't say that for months and months and months. And now here we are 
uh, talking about a training camp practice on Monday, and then they're going to leave for the Hub City. I think uh, Alex Ferrario had Doug Armstrong on last night, and he said that uh, he feels once they get to the Hub Cities, they'll be okay, but it's going to depend on these players looking each other in the face and saying, guys, I know that that's the type of lifestyle that we're used to when we're off. You know, that's our time, Uh, but we've got to look at the big picture here. And and, uh, so I think that you'll see some of that uh, behavior probably curb here as as they get together as a team and realize how important this is. Our Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic here on 101 ESPN and JR here at the flagship of the Blues 101 ESPN and I'll I'll throw the Athletic and the Post-Dispatch and NHL.com all of us into this. We've kind of been negligent because we really haven't brought up Alex Petrangelo's pending free agency during the course of this season and uh, now that this NHL salary cap is, and I'm just joking there, uh, the the salary cap is staying flat you wrote about the possibility of petrangelo's free agency in at, at the athletic what does the flat salary cap do i think it's tough and uh, i did catch on to your joke there uh, randy <laughs> but hey with uh, with alex petrangelo it's a situation where pre-pandemic he was in line for a contract eight and a half uh, nine million aav if he didn't uh, want that then he could test a uh, free agency uh, but now it's a situation where instead of the cap going up to between 84 and 88 million dollars it's going to stay flat at 81.5 as you mentioned that leaves the blues with about 2 million in cap space and they have Alex Petrangelo and Vince Dunn to uh, big contracts uh, obviously Petrangelo is much larger uh, to get done and so it's going to be uh, difficult i've said this uh, the word that i keep using is Doug Armstrong is going to have to be a magician to get Alex Petrangelo re-signed if indeed that's what he wanted to do and i laid it out in my piece saying you know you can talk about buying out Alexander Steen which the blues don't have a reputation of doing but it only saves 2.4 million you have to trade Jay Gallen 4.35 you might have to trade a, a Tyler Bozak or a Jaden Schwartz that's how much salary you're going to have to alleviate from this payroll in order to get an 8 9 million dollar contract done i realize that uh, in the situation it is everybody's probably going to have to take less than what they did I don't know where Alex Petrangelo stands on that. I just know that they haven't had any recent negotiations, and I wouldn't expect any until these playoffs are over. This is an unbelievable puzzle because the Blues have Petrangelo coming up in a couple of years, too. But the reason that they won is because of their incredible depth on defense. I think the fact of the matter is, I don't think that this is just speculation on my part, they can't afford to keep all that depth. Yeah, uh, you, you touched on uh, Pareko. He's got a couple years left on that deal, and he's at 5.5 right now. And we don't know what the cap will look like in, in a couple years, Randy, when he's due. But you got to believe he's putting himself in line to be a eight, nine million dollar player. It reminds me of several years ago when you had Alex Petrangelo as the big dog, and you had Kevin Shattenkirk playing so well as a number two. Obviously, at that point, Petrangelo uh, younger. Uh, and the better defensive defenseman, Doug Armstrong, was more willing to move Kevin Shattenkirk. He did. It worked out for the Blues. They got a first-round pick. And and Zach Sanford, I can't imagine that uh, they're even thinking along those lines with Colton Pareko. They're going to want to re-sign him in a couple years. But you do the math. If Petrangelo is an $8.5 million player, and let's just say Pareko is right there at Eight nine million. That's two defensemen taking up seventeen million of your eighty million dollars something cap. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they approach that. 
Jer, I also noticed that they're talking a lot, the Blues are, about Colton Pareko and his role as a leader within this team. Um, you know, his role as a player rep in these negotiations and just what a great job he's done in communicating with his teammates, etc. Do you think that's part of the puzzle that they're looking at with Pareko as they look down the line here, thinking, hey, this is a guy that has great leadership qualities and could ascend to that role even more over the next couple years? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. Um, you know, it, it's difficult for me to compare Petrangelo and Pareko because I think what they both do on the ice is terrific, and I think they're both uh, good teammates. Uh, you know, is Pareko the type of leader that Alex Petrangelo has turned himself into over the years, captaining the uh, Stanley Cup team? He did a marvelous job, you know, trying to keep that leadership intact uh, the past couple of years. You know, is Pareko that guy? I don't know. I mean, just because he's in the meetings with the PA and he's kind of asserted himself off the ice, uh, it shows some leadership quality for sure. Uh, I just think that if Doug Armstrong does decide to move on from Alex Petrangelo and kind of promote Pareko to that number one right side defenseman and a potential uh, leader for this team. It's probably going to be because of uh, cap reasons only, and they're just not able to uh, bring back Alex Petrangelo and uh, then also re-sign Colton Pareko in the near future. Uh, You know, Doug Armstrong, he he just loves what Alex Petrangelo brings to this team, and and I can't see a situation where he just uh, says, you know what, Pareko is going to be the guy for sure. Uh, Let's make this move now and and go ahead and and have it not be related to uh, financial reasons. Finally, Jeremy Rutherford, you had a great Q&A with former Blue Chris Pronger, who has left his job with the Panthers to concentrate on a business that he and his wife Lauren have started here in St. Louis. Is Chris Pronger done with hockey? I asked him that question uh, point blank, and uh, he threw out the cliche, you never say never, but this is a big move for him. It really is. This is a guy, uh, Chris Pronger, we know in St. Louis, who wanted to be in management uh, post-career, and three years ago he goes to the Florida Panthers, and he's a special advisor and vice president of hockey operations. He does it for three years. He really threw himself into the job, Randy, uh, but he sees this opportunity with his wife to build this travel company, and for those who are unfamiliar with it, it's a luxury travel company. We're talking about the VIPs and exotic vacations and just different things uh, that uh, they can arrange for these people to do. And so he said this is a long-term play. This isn't short-term. They're not going to walk away from it uh, in a year. And he said never uh, in terms of uh, hockey down the road. And, and when I said, uh, do, you, do you miss it? And he said, listen, playing the game is nothing like sitting up in the box and doing management. So when I talk about missing the game, I'm talking about being out on the ice. Uh, I think I'll be okay not being up in the press box.